Dear brothers and sisters, this is a great night. This is a night of resurrection. This is a night of hope. This is a night in which the, the light enters the darkness and the light shows that it is victorious. And no matter how intense that light is, all the darkness in the universe cannot put out a single candle. No matter how intense the darkness it is, it cannot put out a single candle. And so that's the kind of the that kind of, if you will, that kind of bold simplicity of what happens tonight. Like darkness just cannot quench a candle. It just one simple little candle cannot be put out by the intensity of the darkness of a whole universe. It just can't. It's like the the, the, the candle just sits there defiant. I will emanate light whether you want me to or not. And that's that's what our faith is supposed to be. It's not we don't we don't we don't follow the Lord in order to be defined. We don't follow the Lord in order to be bold, in order to be different, in order to be uh, a sign that is rejected. We don't do this to be antagonistic. But we follow the Lord because it's the truth. He is the truth. He is the way. And he gives us life. So we, so we follow him. And will that make us popular? Maybe. And cert- among certain people, yes. And among certain people, no. That's just life. When I was going to primary school, there was a friend of mine who was a Spurs fan. Was he popular? No. No, he wasn't. Was he derided? Yes. On a daily basis. For years. I think he still is a Spurs fan. Actually. Are, they do, are they doing better now? They're doing better. They're doing, no. <laughs> no. But like, people can take all sorts of slagging for all sorts of useless things. Right? Whatever band they like. Back in my day as well, there was always this kind of no one ever wanted to be a Bon Jovi fan because they were kind of like a girl's band. So the girls, if they liked Bon Jovi, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Secretly, most guys did, but no one would ever say it. They'd never admit it. Like, you know what I mean? You, you, had to like, you had to like manly bands like Nirvana, Pearl Jam. You couldn't like a woman-y band like, like Bon Jovi. Even though I did quite like their stuff, if I'm honest. But, uh, but like, so people took us lagging. If you, like, if, you, if, you, if you bought a Bon Jovi t-shirt, my goodness, you might make it home. And the t-shirt definitely wouldn't. <laughs> So people take a slagging for that kind of stuff. When we follow the Lord, it's not always going to be popular. It's not always going to be easy. But a universe of darkness can't put out a single candle. And so the Lord stands there. The, 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 candle, the plastic candle represents the Lord. And nothing, no darkness can put this out. And we're supposed to be carriers of that light. We're supposed to be other Christ. We're supposed to carry that, that light and faith and hope into the world. And not just into the world as in a, in a geographical area, but into people's hearts, into people's lives, into our families, into our factories, into our staff rooms. The light of faith. And it's not that we have to do anything special. It's the fact that it's there. It's going to emanate from us because we're going to be different. If I follow the Lord, the way I drink and dress and speak, and hand gestures that I use, everything, right? Everything is polite. Everything will be that bit more pure because I follow the Lord. I was thinking today, it's, it has a happy ending, don't worry. But I was thinking today, like what, what is it that causes people pain? What is it that like, we're afraid of? What is it that, kinda, that, that, that would cause pain? I've known people who have had absolutely horrific physical pain. And as far as I've met them anyway, uh, people I've met have all said that pain of the heart is much worse. You know, so you may be diagnosed with cancer, which is bad, and the treatment can be awful, 
but it's when people stop coming to see you. It's when a family member doesn't take any interest. It's when a son or daughter doesn't contact you. That's actually harder. You know, it's, it's, it, that, that kind of thing, for a lot of people, is, is what's worse. These kind, of, these kind of moral pains or sufferings. Maybe for some of us, like, if, if you were asked the question, what is it that actually causes your heart pain? Some of us might initially think, well, failure or loneliness or loss, maybe hurts from the past, family problems. Uh, there was a will, and the family broke up 17 ways from Sunday because of it, and there was a bounds itch problem with a neighbor, and all these kind of things, which, yeah, this, 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 these kind of things can cause a lot of pain, absolutely. But I think, it's, isn't it interesting, though, that, that I think for most of us, the real things that cause pain are, are the interior, not exterior things. Similarly, in the Lord's passion, right, we, 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 we see the exterior things. We reenacted the, um, the, the, the Stations of the Cross yesterday in St. Peter and Paul's Church in Clonmel. And there was a, a family in the front, well, a mom, a granny mom and child in the front row. And on a few occasions, the mom was grabbing the son's hand. And on a few occasions, the son, the mom was covering the son's eyes. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, was it? It wasn't. <laughs> We had a soldier here. He's the guy playing the organ over there. Uh, and he loved his job. He really loved his job. He had a whip. And it almost didn't come back intact. Some of it was left implanted into Jesus' skull, actually. Uh, as, 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 so so it, was, it, was, it was very, very well done. But, yeah, the mom was a bit concerned. Ginny, is this a bit, is this a bit too far for my little eight, eight, eight nine-year-old? In the end, then, Jesus gives Mary a big hug and goes out smiling, so I think that the, the kid was okay in the end. Uh, but when we think of the, the, the passion of the Lord, these are maybe primarily the things we think of, the, the scourging and the blood and the, the nails and the thorns and the falls and the, all of that. But what, what was the greatest pain for the Lord? Well, the mystics say, St. Faustine and others, say that wasn't the greatest pain. The, the physical pain wasn't the greatest pain. He was rejected by, by his friends. He was condemned by the same people who a week before welcomed him into their city, celebrating. Hallelujah. Hail to the King of Kings. And within a week, crucify him, crucify him. And not only that, but after going through all of this, and he knew this was going to happen, he, like, he knew this passion was going to happen. He foretold it three times. I have come into the world for this, he said. And yet he knew that for some people, that wouldn't be enough. Now that's heartbreaking. To know that, to go through all of this, everything that we've, we've meditated and everything, everything that we've heard for the last week, to go through all of that and have some, some people look at you still and say, it's not enough for me, God. I want something else. I want something different. I want something better. It's not, it wasn't my, that wasn't my plan. That wasn't my, that, that's not how I would imagine God. That's not how I would have fixed the problems in the universe. That's not how I would have fixed sin. I would have done something better. And we reject God. So, yes, a universe of darkness can't put out a single candle, but we can walk away from that candle. We can walk away from the light. We can choose to be in darkness. We can choose the light. Or we can choose darkness, and that's it's 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 a horrific choice that we have. It's because it's 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 so final, it's so serious, it's so real, and yet 
if we're not free to do that, then we're not free at all. The whole purpose of us being on this planet is to choose God. When we've chosen him, then he's ready to take us. We don't need to, our, our job here is done. And when we've chosen him, that decision is forever. That choice is forever. So it's, that's fantastic. That's great. But if we don't choose him, that decision is forever. It's just an incredible responsibility that each one of us has. When I think of me as a priest, like the, the responsibility I have uh, towards everyone that, 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 that I meet or that I see or everyone that sees me drive, the responsibility I have to, to be a good example all the time, <laughs> sometimes when we're traveling, doesn't happen very often, but traveling with some of the community in the car, I might have to, I sometimes have to kind of flick out the collar and just do a little overtaking maneuver and then flick it back in. <laughs> just in case. Although I don't want to be a bad example, but I have to get where I'm going. So, so. But like the responsibility we have, the responsibility we have to be a light and represent that light in this world. It's absolutely incredible. The Lord's greatest pain, the Lord's greatest desire. He says, he tells us in, in John's gospel, in his farewell discourse before all of this happened, before all of the, the before Gethsemane and before his, his passion. He's speaking to his father. And he says, Father, that they may be one as you and I are one. That we may all be one. This can only happen in God. This can only happen really in heaven. But that's, that's his goal. That's his desire for, for you and I. That we may get to heaven and be one with him. That we may enter into this holy communion with him forever. And that's the, the exact opposite of what the enemy wants. He wants anything but communion. He wants disunity. He wants isolation. He wants individuals doing their own thing. He does not want communion. He does not want community. And why is that? Well, because God himself, God himself is a communion. God himself is a union, is a community. God himself is a family. God himself is a trinity. That's why Satan can't stand us. And I think that's godly. He cannot stand and so he wants to break up unity. He wants to break up families. He wants to break up religious communities. He wants to break up us, holy family. He wants to break up the church. He wants to create disunity. And the Lord's great desire is that all may be one. So, subtle. <laughs> it is late, I admit. I was finished anyway. So, so, so <laughs> in the joy of this Easter vigil, we thank the Lord for this grace, that we may be one, that we can be one, that we can be united in him, that we can be united all following this one light, and that we ourselves may become light in our own turn. And then regardless of, of what darkness comes our way, regardless of its intensity, we need never be afraid. Because we're never alone. It was never God's desire that any of us would ever be alone.
He's created the church to be our family. He himself is father. Jesus to be our brother. Our lady to be our mother. And the church to be our home. We're never meant to be alone. So dear brothers and sisters, in the joy of this Easter season, let us learn to receive. Let us learn to receive all the graces that the Lord offers us. Especially in these uh, difficult times, these dark times somewhat. The grace of hope. We might receive that grace of hope. That candle, that, that light of, of hope may always burn in our hearts. That no darkness may ever, ever put it out. Amen.